I'd like to introduce our preacher this morning. Martha Fishburn is a member of the youth group here at St. John's, and this morning she'll be preaching a sermon to us based on a TEDx talk uh, that she gave that was in part um, shaped by her experience here at St. John's. Martha Fishburn. It's the first day of school. I wake up at 6.45, get dressed, eat breakfast, brush my teeth, and head out with all my school supplies. A backpack, a Chromebook, a pencil, some paper, some binders, and a label. I can see that some of you have been out of middle school for quite a while, but whether it's been one year or 50, you all probably still have some memory of being labeled. Well, today I'm going to revive those memories, to remind you all how it feels and why we need to end it. Some of the people in the front are looking at me like I'm crazy, so I should probably explain what I mean by labeling. There are many different kinds of labeling. There's the kind that you put on groceries so that you know what you're buying. There's the kind that you put on presents so that you know who the gift is to and from. But there's another kind, a kind that happens in school and in life. This kind of labeling pushes people into a tiny box based on one small detail of who they are or who others think they are. When we were in third grade, we were all friends. We could hang out with whoever we wanted. We could be whoever we wanted. But sometime in the summer between third and fourth grade, everything changed. Girls who I'd hung out with a week before school started now acted like I had never existed. The girls I'd made fairy houses with and had told ghost stories to were gone, replaced by groups that wouldn't accept me. I'd suddenly been labeled goody-goody thanks to my rule-following attitude. I'd pretend to be okay with this, but then I'd go home and cry, mourning my lost friends. Don't get me wrong, I did have a group. I did have friends that I liked a lot, but I still miss my old ones. I didn't enjoy the whole of fourth grade because I was so busy crying over this life I had lost. St. John's was the one place where I could leave my label at the door. No one here cared if I was a goody-goody or a dumb jock or a popular girl. They just cared that I was me, Martha. Unfortunately, to the rest of the world, I was still a goody-goody. I started to wonder if other kids maybe felt the same way I did, so I hatched a plan to find out. I did some research and had middle school students answer questions about whether they've been labeled and what their label was. Here are some of the ones I've heard from people. Nerd, drama queen, dumb jock, goody-goody, popular girl, freak, weirdo, crybaby, science dork, dumb blonde, dumb jock. These labels are how middle school students and many other people, old and young, define themselves and each other. When you came in and and were hopefully given a bulletin, um, there's a piece of paper inside that has a label on it. My dad has one, so it's the one with writing on it. I want you to put that label up to your chest. How does that feel? Being given a random label that limits your beautifully complex, multifaceted self to one word. Do you feel limited? Do you feel angry? Do you feel misunderstood? Do you feel sad? Do you feel embarrassed? Now you know how middle school students feel every day at school. Luckily for you all, when my sermon ends and church ends and you guys go to coffee hour, these labels will come off. Hopefully not onto the floor, but they will find their ways to trash cans and fold it up into pockets and on the bottoms of people's shoes. They will be left behind. But we middle school students aren't so lucky. 
When school ends, we get to go home, be with our families, relax, take our labels off, and enjoy being ourselves. But then we have to go back to school again the next day. When we're living down to our labels, we're not living up to our fullest potential. We're afraid to follow our passions because our label tells us we can't do, do those activities. We're afraid to make the choices we want to make because our label tells us that's not what we should do. We're afraid to be friends with people of different labels because that's not allowed. Any breaking out of this box we've been assigned is not allowed. And so we never get to see what we're truly capable of. So when did this happen? When did our society become so involved with labels? As with most problems, we have to go back in time to find the answer. We have to go back a few thousand years to when we were all part of tribes, and people didn't really know who was part of their tribe and who was the enemy. So we invented labeling to distinguish friend from foe, and the rest is history, literally. But we're not cave people anymore. We have math and science and cell phones. And most importantly, we don't need labels to distinguish who our friends are. We know that people have many different sides to them, that people who are different in some ways can still be friends and have other things in common. We know labels don't paint a complete picture. So if we know they're not necessary or accurate, why do we use them? The answer is pretty simple, because it's easy. It takes much less time and effort to use one adjective to describe someone than many. But taking this lazy way out just becomes a habit. And if you base all your friends and interests on labels, you won't have very many friends or interests. Because of my own experience of being labeled, I now do my best to A, not label, and B, not judge someone based on what label they already have. If you think of everyone as either part of your tribe or not, you won't make it very far in this world. But if you think of everyone as a potential friend, chances are they will be. Unless we stop living by labels the way our caveman ancestors did, we will be no better than those cavemen. We will never evolve to match the progress of our technology and the ideals of our society. We will all just keep being cavemen, frightened, threatened, and miserable. None of us will be able to live up to our fullest human potential, make the discoveries, friendships, and inventions that we are capable of. Whenever I have to solve a problem, I always think of my big do and my little do. The big do is solving the problem, or most of it. The little do is that first step. In this case, the big do starts with you. It takes 21 days to break a habit. If everybody in St. John's and agreed to not label for 21 days and reminded their friends and family to not label, eventually this community would be label-free. Imagine that, a place where there are no labels. We'll, people will be able to become friends, get to know each other for who they really are without having to live down to their labels. We can make all kinds of different friends with people we never thought we could get to know. We could thrive. Remember how I said I had a big do and a little do? Well, here's the little do. The little do is, during coffee hour, ask someone that you don't know what label they were assigned by us, or in real life, if you dare, and how they are not that label. Once you see how inadequate labels are, you want to lead them to the cavemen. Kid President, a young boy who tries to give people tips on how to be better people, said that life is a game, and we're all on the same team. Don't you think it's time we started acting like it? Thank you.